0: Let's pray together. Father, we want to thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your willingness to come after us when we could not make away ourselves. We could not clean ourselves up or figure things out for ourselves. But Lord, that you would... Go to the extremes of the cross so that we could be in this right relationship and reconnected to you, Father. We just, we give you thanks. We're so grateful, Father, for Friday, for the cross as part of the Easter celebrations. In your name, amen. Amen. So, apparently I'm bringing you a message, which I didn't know I was bringing you a message. I thought I was bringing you a couple of thoughts. So, We'll do that instead. Um, So tonight, we've been on a bit of a journey through, we've been confession, we've been at Thanksgiving, we've been at remembrance at the table, um, as we've been instructed by Christ to do. But before we rush into Sunday, because we have a tendency to want to do that, don't we? We want to get to Sunday, and we want to get to the big, like, Jesus is alive, party time um, on Sunday, Friday sucks because it's about pain and suffering and death. But Sunday's about resurrection and it's the end of the story. But you know, sometimes we can rush there too quick. We can rush there before we have spent time and considered what Friday means. So I just want to take a minute or two for us to think about what is is the power of the cross? Do we know the power of the cross? And I mean... Do we really know the power of the cross? You know, people much smarter than me would say that there are two two types of knowledge. One is explicit knowledge and the other is tacit knowledge. Explicit knowledge is the kind of head knowledge that you have. It lives in here. It's where your mathematical equations and all of your textbooks and your understanding, your theology would live in your explicit knowledge. But tacit knowledge is knowledge where we have experience of doing something. It's lived experience. It's something we know because it's something that we have done and we have repeated and we have practiced in our lives. It's a little bit like if you think, I, uh, I decided to put my shoes on and tie my laces myself um, before I came today. I didn't make the kids do it this time. Um, but I learned, whenever I was young and I had to learn to tie my laces, it was explicit knowledge was given to me by my parents. They told me probably through some silly rhyme that I can't remember about how you looped this thing over and went round and in through the hole and back out again and you tied your lace and I learned to do that by following the, the explicit instructions, the explicit knowledge. But now it's a tacit knowledge that I have because it is something that I just do without even thinking about it because I have tied my lace over and over again. So my question to us all on this Good Friday is this. Do you know the power of the cross? Is it, do you know it as explicit knowledge? which all of us need when we come and we consider the cross and we come to Christ. We need to know what happened at the cross. But is the, do you know the power of the cross in your head or do you know the power of the cross through your life? Is it something that you experience? And has it impacted and affected and worked its way into every single area of your, your life? It's a bit like Paul in Philippians 3.10. He says, I want to know Christ. I want to know the power of his resurrection. He's not asking for a Bible study or for more information about Jesus. Paul didn't need that. He said he wanted to know him. It was this tacit knowledge that he wanted to have. So let me very quickly explain the difference between um, explicit knowledge of the cross, the power of the cross, and tacit knowledge of the power of the cross. Explicit knowledge of the cross, or of the cross, is really is again is the theology of the cross. And there's two basic terms that we have kind of sang about and we've talked about, and as a review, which are atonement and justification. Atonement meaning that at the cross, the payment for sin, which was necessary. Because sin has consequence. Your sin, my sin, it's serious. It matters. And God is a just God. He cannot just overlook it. So that needed paid for, and it needed paid for by death, by blood being shed, by human death. So Jesus, who was sinless, went to the cross, and he did not have sin to be punished, but our sin was transferred onto him. And that is what we talk about as atonement in a very basic way. The second is justification. Justification is like a legal term, and justification is whenever we talk about um, how someone has, on our behalf, served the sentence for the guilt that we had. You see, we were guilty of our sin, and we need to remember that. We We were guilty of it. Yet, when we were sentenced when we die and our sentence will be that we do not need to be punished because someone else has taken that on our behalf. We have been justified by the transfer of our sins onto Christ and the fact that he has has paid the price for it. So we can live free with a new identity because we are not guilty, we are justified. We are free to live without the consequence of our sin. So that's the explicit knowledge of the cross in very brief form. But to know that, like, the tacit knowledge of the cross, the power of the cross, that is simply us actually living every day in the freedom that was won for us. Otherwise, Jesus went to the cross and it, we're not living in the benefit of it. We're not living in the freedom of it. We're living with it up here and we can tell other people about it, but yet we carry things, burdens around with us. Um, Cara and I were away a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we got onto a plane again for the first time since COVID. Um, I don't know how you are travelling, but um I overthink most things, so I definitely overthink travelling. So when we travel nowadays, budget airlines, okay, we all love budget airlines. We can get silly price flights to places we used to have to pay a lot of money to get to. It's great, but one of the things then is you you get your your cheap flights and then you go through and you have to start paying to put luggage on. So you have the whole let's cram our hand luggage to the gills and see if we can go with like one case and a couple of hand luggage and you know, or maybe it's just me. Maybe you all pay for your cases. Um, but that's what we do. But I hate hand luggage. I hate having, when I'm traveling, I hate having things kind of like to carry and be responsible for. And, and my holidays are about no responsibility for anything except for me and Cara. They're not about being responsible and remembering things. So this um, this time we... Packed our hand luggage, but we were trying to be smart. I I always put a backpack on so I can kind of strap it on, and that leaves me a bit free. And um, Cara has this wheelie kind of hand luggage thing. But we packed it with clothes, the hand luggage, Cara's hand luggage, and put everything that we would need into my hand luggage because we we were hoping for that moment, you know that moment when you're checking your one bag in, and they say to you, would you like to put your hand luggage in the hold free of charge? And I think, yes, got them. Didn't need to pay for it. Got it in, right? What an offer. I love it whenever that happens. And they offer to take the hand luggage off me. They offer. I don't have to then spend my time wondering, is this handle going to come up or down? When we're going upstairs, taking it off car, carrying it, then thinking about, am I going to get one of these overhead lockers anywhere close to my seat, or am I going to halfway down the plane, and then whenever we're getting up and everybody's going that way, I'm going that way to try and get my luggage and all of that stuff. But you see, when, when the offer's made, I have to accept the offer. And not only accept the offer, it would be weird if I said to the person, that would be great, and then turned and carried my bag off with me. And my illustration is that at the cross, we were offered to leave our bags at the cross. But yet so many of us, if you're like me, we're walking around still with our hand luggage. Stuff that Jesus died for, stuff that Jesus paid for, stuff that Jesus wanted to free us from. And we're still, yes, we've been saved and set free and our sins have been paid, but we're living as if it hasn't in some areas of our lives. We're carrying stuff through with us and we're carrying stuff around with us that we're not supposed to carry around with us. It's a bit like Romans 8, 1 and 2. say this famous passage of Scripture. Therefore in response to all the theology that Paul has laid out before it, he says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. If you are a follower of Christ, this Good Friday, 2022, there is no condemnation Condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I believe if that actually sank into us, actually permeated our lives, we would live differently. No condemnation at all. You see, I think many of us, myself included, we know the power of the cross. We could tell it, we could give a great theological um, presentation to someone of it. But do we know the power of our cross, the cross in our day-to-day life, in the areas of our life? You see, we have held on to stuff that Jesus has died for. And we may have accepted him as our Lord and Savior, but... So many of us are still carrying stuff with us that we don't need to carry. So I'm going to ask the band to come back up again. And what I want us to do is take a moment or two before we sing this next song. We're going to sing a song called Jesus Pet It All. But I just want to take you to take this moment and I'm going to do the same thing. And just ask ourselves... In what area of my life do I still not know the power of the cross? Experientially know the power of the cross. And what I want you to do is just ignore who's around you. If you're a believer, then it, the Bible tells us that the, the Holy Spirit lives within you. You don't need anyone to tell you, you don't need anybody to point anything out to you. You just have to ask the Lord to reveal it to you, ask the Spirit to speak to you, to let you know what it is, in what area of my life do I still not know the power of the cross, and listen to what the Spirit says to you when you ask that question.